The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Here we go. All right. Everybody, welcome to the winemakers. (laughs) Nice pour this morning. Beautiful. What was that, man? I mean, this is Brian's like all this wine in front of me, and I need to taste it. Yeah. You put a bottle of Bandol Rose in front of Brian. Right. And didn't didn't tell him when he was allowed to pour it. He was going to pour it when he damn well wanted to. (laughs) Absolutely. I think I came to the right place if this is how we roll. This is exactly how we roll. Breakfast Bandol from the cereal wine. Entrepreneur. Welcome, everybody, to the winemakers. I am John Myers with Brian Casey, Bart Hansen, and Sam Katuri, and our special guest today, Charles Beeler, cereal wine hustler. Uh, from, <laughs> okay. Like that, that. That's one of the titles. Yeah. And, and from Pere Affis. Beeler Pere Affis. Yeah. yeah you there got you it. go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. I'm glad I asked my wife how to pronounce that in French. Because I'm not, I can do canard. A uh, confit, um, vin rouge, all, all those things that matter in France. So, <laughs> other, other than that, I'm helpless. Okay. So, welcome, Matt. On okay. a rainy, kind of a rainy morning, at least we don't have an atmospheric so, river. So, the, uh, the weather service that Enterprise Vineyards subscribes to that sends out a daily email this morning uh, had a typo. And instead of updating the email subject to say, Wednesday forecast for Napa Sonoma. It said Wednesday forecast for Puget Sound. <laughs> it was like that was uh, an unintentional truth. I think yeah. is kind of how it feels out there right now. Puget very very Sound. northwest. Very northwest. How the hell did it come up with that? Well, I imagine that this same weather service, you know, creates a report every morning for it, like for every it's ag weather all over the country, right? So every region has has a different report and and it's probably a total match what's happening yeah it's totally, it exactly like it was just a, a yeah. carbon copy <laughs> sonoma napa feels like we're in seattle this morning for sure totally well we're not we are in slow no how come i didn't get any bandol rose over here guys? oh so, well because it's over here <laughs> you didn't talk too much there yeah. you go yeah, that checks there you go have you listened to the show yeah. before yeah. clearly <laughs> little 22 bandol rose which Charles, what are you doing here anyway? You must just be out um, um, doing some tastings. Yeah, I mean, some wine. you know, it's selling season. You know, fall is yeah. making season, and then this is the selling season. Yeah, you know, you make Rose, the donuts, right? you got to sell the donuts. Sun so this is, out. yeah, we make lots of, of wines that we release pretty um, early on, you know, starts in the winter. And so these months I get out there and, and see as many people as I can and try to make it as personal as I can. And yeah, tell some stories. So and, you're on a sales blitz. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been going for I don't know a month or so already. I, right. I've I've been everywhere. I mean, and and shout out to Joni Boots for um, uh, thinking about us grabbing you while you were in town. Yeah, Joni, Joni, Joni and Cash. Joni Cash is here somewhere. That's right. He's, he's at our feet. He's, he's waiting for uh, some rosé to splash down his way. Well, I don't know if that was the wine we should open for us. I know I went right for the Bendall sure. because because it's because one why of not? favorites. Um, yeah, exactly. But t- you know what? Talk I about often say if <laughs> if just on, on the Bendall and trying to yeah. give it some perspective to people. And correct, you are all winemakers, right? And I I say 
Um, yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if, if, if you're cereal wine maker, drinkers, I think. <laughs> yes. If you're a winemaker anywhere in the world and you make rosé, you dream of one day uh, making a bandol rosé. Yeah. Or, or, or if nothing yeah. else, if you're a fan of of rosé, um, maybe not even a maker. You know, your reference point is is bandol. That's kind of the north star. This sort of like impossible balance between sort of savory fruit acid where it all just happens in this really special way um you know in a, even a more distinct way than than happens just a little bit inland you know in Cote de Provence Cote d'Ex where we are it's just there's just this this like this sort of seductive depth mid palate and uh yeah it's it's really unrepeatable you know they're they're and I, I think let's get into let's get into it because for people that don't know where it is it's coastal yeah um it's almost like an amphitheater facing the mediterranean that, yeah. oh you want to talk about bandol because i've i've um <laughs> brian did brian have coffee this morning or just yeah, bandol just this morning <laughs> um, but i've heard charles talk about if if you want to drink good bandol like rosés mm -hmm. um maybe start drinking them right now because the weather's changing yeah it, it is oh man so yes it's uh it's very coastal just to put in perspective like you know, every vineyard has a view of the mediterranean that's right so it's essentially this amphitheater facing the mediterranean so it has its own unique little microclimate um you know you can't get more than maybe two kilometers probably maybe a kilometer and a half from from the sea most of our, and, and you know one of our we have two vineyards one of the vineyards is with you know 200 meters from the sea so we're you know in the sea fog in the morning yeah. looking at the sea we have one a little further inland you know there there are several sort of distinct soil types but it's you know limestone is the common denominator sometimes a little sandier sometimes a little more red sometimes a little more uh gravel there is some some trios as you kind of get up further but it it's this um yeah it, it really mild winter um and uh and it, it is it is uh, producing less and less wine, unfortunately. Um, it's a sort of a closed appellation in that, you know, no, we're not allowed to plant anymore uh, and you're not allowed to irrigate. Right. And these crushingly hot and dry seasons um, are meaning that every year we make less. And, so the, and you know, there's there's vine death. They're, they're, it's our, you know, the appellation is totally resistant to um, allowing irrigation. You, you can irrigate young vines. So but. that's what I was wondering because with, with the um, heat going up, do you think that there's going to be a little pushback that maybe they say, you know what, let's change that and let's allow some irrigation? Because what's the what's the other option? I mean, you know, it, that else? sounds so logical, right? And um, it, it's it's amazing that there's complete resistance to it. Huh. There, you know, um, there's this idea, of course, if you know if you're irrigating somehow, you know, you're going to dilute the quality of of the of the fruit and the flavor and and that would be a bad thing it and um th th it, i don't see any change in in the near future until it's maybe totally desperate until yeah, even now. someone like domain tempier you you mm -hmm. think they would be pushing the agenda a little bit now, like i mean the the, the true story but, is but, but a, a question to that is is they there have, water yeah, say so is there water for them to want to irrigate it, doesn't so, mean you can't so, irrigate right uh, not a lot of water. Again, another really dry winter. You know, we're supposed to get our, you know, the, the rain from fall to, to desalinization. Desalinization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, so, so the, the dirty little secret that, you know, everybody pretends it doesn't happen, but does happen. There's a lot of dumping water uh, on the vineyards at night 
So you bring in the truck, you dump the water on, and you hope you're in good standing with your neighbor dun, so that dun, they don't dun, they don't dun, call dun, you in. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, so dun. there is a certain you know, but it's so there there's sort of dodging of how do people these, ever get busted? I have not heard of anybody um, getting busted, um, but there you know, but but the consequences are are real, and it's uh, and it really it's it's yeah. What would it, they do? Uh, you would lose the ability. You, you would lose. You couldn't call it bandol. You it would be declassified. Yeah. That yeah. that's essentially how it would go. So I mean, which is a know, big. I mean, that's that's an expensive. That's major. Yeah. That's so so to go from Vandal, you know, the most expensive fruit in in Provence, to it would have to be called IGP. Yeah. Uh, you know, IGP uh, Vendée Méditerranée would would be what it's declassified to. Um, so I I I'm not aware of anybody getting busted. I don't think anybody's looking to patrol for it. Um, but someone you know who dislikes you, you know yeah. that that's 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 who can call it in. You know, it's right. just like when you're you know. You know, adding an addition to your house, and you don't have a permit, and I don't know if any of you have ever done this. I don't know. You know, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, you got to be concerned. Nobody about from your PRMD is listening to this yeah. show, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, now I got the band all out of my system. Yeah. So let's let's do a proper introduction. Yeah, okay. So, um, how did you get into wine, and how is it that your dad owned property in France? Yeah. So um, my dad is uh, Swiss from Geneva. His first language is French. Uh, his uh, father was the, the treasurer of the League of Nations. Um, and when the League of Nations closed as World War II started, um, he took a you know, League of Nations boat to the United States. Um, and it, actually, the boat ended up going to Canada. They thought they, thought they were going to, to the US. Um, and, and, um, close enough. Close enough, yeah. And it was, it was a safe part of the, the Atlantic. Um, he grew up there, got into... Um, finance uh, eventually i grew up transatlantic i was born in, in the uk my dad would buy broken down businesses um you know generally bankrupt ones and try to fix them up and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't um and anyway he, he for sure an entrepreneur he he always loved cooking he uh, always loved wine he loved provence and he in particular for provence he he, he loved the markets he wanted an excuse to be in Provence so that he'd go to the markets to buy unbelievable, you know, fruit, vegetables, fish straight out of the Mediterranean. And he's like, well, if I, you know, to have the opportunity to do that, I, I need a business here. And so like he, he found a, you know, a, a shack of a, of a house that had some, some vineyards, um, adjacent to it. And, and you're like, okay, here's, here's my ticket. You know, I'll, I'll fix this thing up. And, um, he's an amazing chef. And he had a sense that like, I, you know, I can make wine. I, I can learn how to do this. And, and if it's good, you know, you should be able to sell it, right? That seems logical. Uh, and so he bought this place um, and he, and he what had... what year is this? So this wait, is 90, 92. It does seem logical, doesn't yeah. right. it? Yeah, yeah. So simple when you yeah. say it like yeah. that. <laughs> so so he, my dad's a big dreamer. Um, he, uh, he hired a guy uh, from Bandol um, to, to be his mentor, uh, Luc Sorin, S-O-R-I-N, and... Um, and, and pretty quickly they were, they were making surprisingly delicious wines. Um, the, the trouble was, you know, so, so the property was in, uh, uh, in the middle of Provence, the Appalachians called Coteau Varrois. Uh, the, the name of the, um, uh, the property was called Chateau Rutas. He found some old documents that suggested that, you know, the house that he, he, he bought was associated with a chateau at one point, um, which gave him the right to call it 
Chateau Rutas, which was a real stretch because I can tell you there's no chateau there. Found, uh, found some paperwork in a yeah, safe. No, but honestly, it was, you know, that that's the, the sort of French process. You have to kind of, um, you know, you can't just call it a chateau because you want to. Like there actually has to be some sort of history to it. There's a Grateful Deadline, West LA fadeaway, looking for a chateau, 21 rooms, but one will do. Yeah. Right? You got one room, you call it a chateau, yeah, you're yeah, good. Let's go, let's go. So he, he, um, uh, he, you know, so 92 is the first year, uh, Cote d'Avalois. So it's, it's, um, you know, it was really the backwaters of Provence at the time. Provence really was not on the map for, as a wine appellation for any, in the nineties. It's like, you know, you know, when I started getting involved, we, we would talk about, you know, wines from Provence. We're like, huh? Like, there was no, um, there was no North American reference point. So I would like, well, you've heard of the Cannes Film Festival, right? Oh yeah, Cannes. Yeah. You know, and like that would be kind of the reference point. There was like, you know, it's near the Southern Rhone. Like, okay. And and obviously, you know, there, you know, he was making mostly rosé. And um, and I can tell you that was unsaleable outside of the, the south of France. So and, and he, as you know, his first language is French. Um, but as a non-Frenchman, he had zero success selling any wine locally. Um, so why, why is that? Do you think just because there was so many other rosés out there? Uh, there, there were certainly not like it is today. I mean, th there, he's just an outsider, right. and um, and he had sort of this sort of international uh, intensity that probably wasn't appreciated. Is yeah. a gentle way of saying that. My dad's quite a dynamic uh, fellow. Um, I'm sure he pissed off all sorts of people along the way. Right. Um, and and so um, he so, so much for, contact in between those. Oh lines. my gosh! Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's amazing. And you know, it's when people say, "Oh, I've met your dad," and I sort of like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, how'd it go? Because yeah. because you, you love the guy, or or maybe you you know don't. maybe don't. So he he um he realized he had to kind of create this international market because it wasn't going to happen locally. And he had this vision that you know. Uh, rosé should be on on restaurant lists from from San Francisco to Tokyo to New York to L.A. It should be everywhere. It's delicious. It, and of course, at the time, that was not the case. And and he was not succeeding at all in it. It was really bumming him out. And he was he was burning cash. To, and inventory was going through. through yeah, how much was he making? So you know, early on, it was you know uh, about ten thousand cases. And yeah. so you know, I would say he was selling you know, maybe 500 cases. Yeah. So there was a lot of just like, you know, bulking off to, well, to it's the, rose. Uh, it needs it's rosé, yeah. Move. Aged rosé, yeah. not, not what yeah. you want. Yeah. So, um, unless it's Bandol. Bandol, yeah, different. So, you know. But, but, but that's a newer phenomenon also. It, it is, you know, so until a few years ago, probably five years ago, Bandol was 80 plus percent red. And, and, you know, it's totally flipped. Bandol is now 90% rosé, wow. which the, the uh, people struggle with a little bit. Yeah, Which I, I mean is awesome as much as we all love Bandol Rose, but the Reds are amazing. The Reds, the Reds are, are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And actually and ne and never been better. You know, the the you know, you think about you know old school Bandol, you know, on release, uh, you know, tear your mouth to pieces. Right. And and you know, these vintages, um, you know, they're now they're pretty generous up front. You know, they're and it's not so much a stylistic change in how people are approaching it, it's just, you know, the the, the climate's really playing into these, these, you know, more red is of course a beastly varietal, but it's it's sort of taming it a bit. So so my anyway back to so uh, Rutas was was really struggling, and I, I was going to school um, in Colorado. I was a ski racer. I was um, uh, hoping to make what was the your, US. What were your I was events? 
So I was a cross-country ski racer, the really nerdy kind. Right. You know, I was a fit guy. Um, I mean, you, know, you would have been more nerdy if you would have carried a gun, probably. Th yeah. You right. well, done it, that's true. Right. The biathlon's actually kind of badass. Right. Yeah. But, but no, I, I was nerdy. I was nerdy. <laughs> what can I say? So I, I, uh, um, I was injured, and, um, and I had actually figured out that, you know, at, at school you pay for uh, what is it? 20 credits, but you only, they only recommend you have to take 15 and I'm like, well, shit, you know, I'm just going to take 20. And so I, by year three, I was basically done with school and my dad's like, okay, you're, you're going to come work for me now. I need help. Uh, and you, you know, and I was like, well, dad, I don't, you know, I'd spent some time, you know, in, in his winery over the years, you know, um, but not much time. And I was on a totally different track you know academically professionally you were kind of like something to do with environmental politics yeah, or something good, right yeah, you did some research yeah so i i in college i i um thank god I, yes yeah somebody here and did boulder some is a nice what? place to go to school too. boulder's a great oh, place oh my gosh yeah town, yeah no i mean that's why it yeah. takes seven years for most is people Tulaki still open Tulaki, yeah yeah uh, you know it certainly was when i was there uh and yes i logged John some time did his there research too. yeah 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 i'm not sure i mean boulder's got pretty fancy so some of the classic spots like yeah. that may not be. Michelin oh, Red my Red sister Red. lives yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are. Bobby Stuckey's place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, well, yeah, you yeah, were he, kind of on a different yeah, so, path so at the time. I, I was, I was really interested in. in uh, I was studying environmental economics, and I was trying to apply um, economic approaches to solve environmental disputes. And and at the time, there there was uh, a lot of. Uh, controversy of the snowy owl this is in like 97 98 96 97 um, Wait, what was, was the controversy the controversy was this the, the the snowy owl uh in in the in the northwest was um restricting loggers uh, ability to to clear cut uh, and environmental groups were trying to protect that habitat and you know there's a lot of federal land up there and um so you know the way I mean, we could talk probably go too deep into this i'll, I'll try to say the fast version this is the, uh, the snowy owl show the snowy <laughs> owl show yeah i mean the, the um the, there so, so the the government um has uh timber auctions um and the highest you know bidder gets to harvest the trees and there was an environmental group a really progressive one who's like screw it we're going in on the auction we're going to win the auction we value the habitat more than the loggers do and and uh and and so they they won the auction and that you know and and it uh turned out um that that was illegal the way you actually had to harvest through, yeah. you had to, and, and so um i wrote a thesis um that i in in college about you know why they should be allowed if somebody values it more then um and that's fine so and i went to dc and i lobbied it um and and we got it passed when i was a wow. student so i, I um nice. yeah it was kind of amazing like wow this is this is like this is how things can work. There was a really progressive um, head of the National Forest Service at that time, uh, Chief Dombeck. This was under Clinton, um, and which he was he was generally pretty progressive that way, and and it was incredible. So I, I uh, the chief of the Forest Service is like, you need to work here, you know. You need. So I was kind of heading on in that direction, and my dad's like, okay, kid, twelve months. That's all you got to do, you know. Help me out. I'm like, well, what do, what do I do? I, you know, he's like, go sell something. Like I don't know anything about selling. He's, you know, where am I supposed to go? And he's like, "What are you like, talking about? You just got laws passed." Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's, I guess, yeah, that's a good point. Right. Um, and 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 he's like, "We well, can't." Bring the dad perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's like, "You can't do any worse than than I'm doing here." So, like, have at it. And like, well, you know, where do I start? He's like, "You're in Colorado. Start there." I'm like, okay. And you know, and I so naive. Um, and you know, I, I was what 21. I I looked like I was 12. And um, 
you know, and, and so, so just dove in and, and like quickly realized like, oh shit, I, I understand what's going on here. Did he give you a budget to work with? There's sort of no budget. I mean, I don't think I was even paid. I think that was probably the, the like my, <laughs> my best, my best value was that I was essentially free. Perfect introduction to the wine industry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm still not paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so he uh, quickly realized like, oh man, like the people were, uh, not just not only did people not know about dry rosé or Provence or really anything, they were strongly opposed to it. So this is '99, right? Where like pink wine was was sweet, and if and if you knew a little bit about wine, you know, sweet pink wine is for the unsophisticated drinker, and you want nothing to do with that. Um, you wouldn't wouldn't be want to be caught dead drinking uh, white Zinfandel. White Zinfandel, yeah. So. Um, like we had a real problem. Like, this is what my dad was making. I was like, oh shit. So my mom, um, let me have a sip here. It's delicious. My, right, yeah. right out of the, it was like, it was cold. Yeah. And I had Puget Sound outside. So it wasn't like, but it went to warmed up a little bit and, and softened. It's, well, you know, it's, we just bottle it. You can't bottle in Bandol before March 1st. Uh, so this is air freighted yeah. over. It's not even in the U.S. So it's so, the, so, a little, little shock going on, too. I would, I, I would say, you know, it's interesting. About three weeks ago, it was, was pretty gussied up. And then it kind of went into that, 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 goes, that goes shut down. Yeah. yeah. If you have those moments yeah. of like, oh, wow. And then like, oh, cool. Um, so, um, yeah, I... Um, so, so my, my mom was in Waterbury Center, Vermont, where a, a guy named Ben, another guy named Jerry, um, started an ice cream company. And um, when they, um, you know, which was very much this New England thing. Um, and, you know, when the, the legend goes, when they wanted to, you know, take it um, national, they bought an, uh, an Airstream trailer, painted it cow colors and started going around the country to dead shows and, and the likes, scooping out ice cream and building this, this identity and this brand and. Um, so I thought, okay, I need, I need something like that. And, uh, and, and I had this idea of like, Ooh, pink Cadillac. I, you know, I don't know why in America, I mean, pink Cadillac means anything to anybody. Well, it, I mean, Elvis I think Presley, it's, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Did. Well, well, yeah, exactly. but, 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 but Aretha was because of Bruce Springsteen and, and Bruce pink was the one Cadillac. that kind of brought it back to America's, yeah. you know, culture. So were you weren't a Bruce Springsteen fan? I, oh, I mean, I, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, first concert I went a to cross country born, skier. Of course born, he was a Bruce Springsteen in, fan. Born in the USA, 1985, right, man. Right. From Courtney Cox. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, uh, anyway, so, so I was like, okay, big Cadillac, I you know, and, and, um, so I, I went on eBay motors, which, you know, in, in 99 had basically just started and, um, you know, there were, you know, entered Cadillac and there's like, you know, hundred choices. And then it's like, uh, you know, old Cadillac. And there's like, wow, 1965, this, you know, bit, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, car runs okay, but hard has top, 19 speakers. Top, no, convertible. convertible. It was black at the time. And like, wow. the, the Yeah. So, so I, I went down to, to Georgia. And, the wings on the back? Uh, so, so uh, 65, um, uh, has so so 59 is the peak okay. and then it kind of it starts going down to 70 where it kind of goes away so it starts so midway it's like, so there's like a little bit of there's wing a little left. bit of wing yeah okay. so it, yeah. it's not the it's not the the spaceship right, you know right, the right. the elvis version um so yeah the the i bought the car and and i i painted it pink and and you know like okay let's here goes nothing you know and and we didn't have any distribution really and it was it was so i drive around and you know, this is like Google wasn't really 
I don't. What's Google even in business? Matt, I don't know. You were printing out MapQuest. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. Right. It just and then and I would like go in a wine shop and like, hey, do you do you, have, you know who are your distributors? Like, and you're taking notes and you know yellow pages like distributors, distributors. I mean, like that, that's how we used to do this stuff. It's like word of mouth and like so. Um, and, and knocking on doors and people didn't know what to make of me. And like this kid who would turn up and I, I bought some old um, uh, t uh, pink tuxedos to go with this whole thing. I'm, I'm not a theater guy, by the way. Like this is not my natural thing to do. But it's like, you know, it, it was desperate times. Like we needed to grab attention. And um, and so, so it, it, but the cool thing was, you know, 99, like the wine industry was very blue sky. You know, it was it was growing. There was lots of opportunity. Distributors were opening up all over the place. You know, portfolios were small. It was you know, uh, it was a it was a great time to make lots of mistakes and you know still do okay. Right. You know, like today, I, I have a 18 year old who's who's um, going to Cal Poly to, to study uh, wine and vit, and I uh, which I'm very proud of. Um, and she made that decision for herself. I didn't. I didn't kick her in the butt to send. She'll her. end up being a lobbyist. Yeah, she really, yeah, probably. But but I think like man, you know, it's it's a ve it's very different time now. And I you know it, it's it's a more constricted industry. It's much more professionalized. There's not you know like I I was very lucky to be in this moment where I could make shit tons of mistakes and um, and no problem. You know they're like you know I could learn and improve and. Um, and it's, I think that's, it's going to be a harder moment. Uh, Although on Instagram, you pulling up in the pink suit with the pink Cadillac probably would have been pretty cool. That's true. That's, you know what? It might've been even viral. It might've been even viral. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, yeah, the fast forward, I mean, I, um, I just started driving around knocking on doors and, you know, getting a lead and like, you know, picking up a wholesaler and, you know, wine in the, the back of the trunk, literally, um, and, you know, selling it case by case by case and you know most people would just take pity on me and and buy it you know they, they actually the, the the it was undeniably good that was the good news it was and and you know and it was inexpensive so it was like it made it kind of easy to take a chance. to take a chance like ah yeah. oh, you know the, the the you know the shop owner would be a restaurant like well i'll drink it all if no one else does right that's what i would uh, say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, and and that that was and 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 i think people you know the family spirit and supporting you know it's uh we we made we made some slow progress um and you know i i you know i would park the car and then fly to france and you know spend some time in the winery and then head back and started like it just it started this industry started getting under my skin like in in the most positive way that like wow this is cool like this diversity of all this you know this from vineyards to to winery time to you know getting out and trying to you know build a brand like this is cool and my dad totally gamed me he you know this 12 months anybody can do anything for 12 months you know line that he gave me um it's it's everybody take notes it's one to you know try on other people um he knew i he knew i was going to be hooked pr pretty quick um and so, but it, you know, it, it, they were really lean I think years. That's how my dad got me too, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just one year, Sam. Yeah. I'll just come. We we'll just have the wine. We have to sell. Yeah. Just yeah, you gotta sell bit. things. Help. Come, yeah. Help come, out. Come help sell. Help sell, sell this wine. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's uh, so yeah. I mean, you know, twelve months pass, and like, okay, let's you know, we're we're making a little bit of progress, and and um. Uh, you know, and I started meeting amazing people along the way. Like, um, you had Joel on the the show earlier, so um, we we picked up, uh, you know, miraculously Chambers and Chambers, the esteemed fine wine wholesaler. Like, they didn't really have anything from from the south of France, and so like we filled a niche, and they they saw the integrity of the wine. Suzanne did, 
People that have been to Cannes and yeah, maybe totally, with their exactly. yachts yeah. and then we're back here right, yeah, and maybe yeah. needed a little yeah. rosé fix. Totally. So, yeah. and, and um, so I was at this show and I was looking at some depletions. Uh, it was Chambers, Chambers used to have these great shows um, in the Presidio. And, um, and I was like, you know, I, I'd heard of this store in Calistoga that had not, not only bought one case, they bought the next month another case. And then the next month after that, another case. And with, at the time, this was fucking unheard of. Like, and I was like, who, like, what is this? And they're like, oh, that's Joel. He's right over there. You know, Palisades and Market. Yeah, Palisades Market. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to meet this guy. And, and, um, and we were, we were fast friends and, and, um, you know, that, that I just, you know, um, there's such amazing people in, in this industry, I suppose every industry, but, um, you know, it's like, you know, I, I like this. I like these people like that. I like, so yeah, I was, I was totally hooked. Um, you know, in, in Joel and I started, uh, making wine together. I, I think you talked we're about talking, those who haven't heard the past couple of weeks ago episode, uh, Joel got, mm -hmm. so we're referring to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, who Joel, who turns out, um, it's a pretty big deal these days. Yeah. <laughs> What's he, a million He's... cases or something? Oh, more. Yeah. More than. It's the, it's the hamburgers. Yeah. I mean, how about the fact that you can go to a Gotson in the Chase Center? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Did you yes, walk yes. in the front door or the back door last night? That's what I want to know. Back door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the pro. Oh, nice. Yeah. The pro move, by the way, is you if you're at the Chase Center for a game or a concert or whatever, put your order in, you know, on, on, on the app. And then you can pick it up, so you don't, don't have to wait in line, or order from the the uh, the airstream trailer, where, you know, where you get the drinks. You can kind of backdoor it there. Yeah. Not sure. So um, there you go. I highly recommend best eating in, in that in that area. But your when your relationship with Joel was it when you guys met? Did you say, hey, we want to do something with fruit from France, or now yeah. I want to sort of transition to making some wines here in the he, United States? Well, first it was just sort of he opened my eyes to California as a wine. Uh, making a you know, grape growing area. You know, I, I, I had no context really. I, I obviously knew it happened. It was Im important, but I, I, here was like, here's a friend who was doing it and, and who, who was sort of, who was hustling, you know, was without much money sort of pulling things together. And, you know, and, and I, I had seen my dad, um, you know, almost lose everything, all his life savings through over investing in, in vineyards and property and in inventory and, and, you know, and I, I didn't have any cash reserves. So I realized like, oh, wow, you, you know, you can just contract fruit. Like, um, or like you just got to sell it really fast and then hopefully you can cash flow. It never quite works that, that well or that fast, but in theory, you know, like Joel was kind of doing that. Like, Best laid uh, plans. Yeah. Right. And, and, um, but there, so it, it, there was, it, uh, I think he spoke on that show. Uh, we were just listening to it, um, about three thieves, which, which we started, you know, initially it was, a it was sort of a, a drunken conversation at the picnic table you know behind gots of like wouldn't it be cool to you know th so that post 9 11 the high-end wine market collapsed and every winery going into uh that harvest had way too much inventory and people were just trying to dump to, to open up tank space and and we knew that because we had friends who were working in you know seller guys and they were like oh you know you could offer 10 cents on the dollar and and like steal this this wine yeah. And we were like, ooh, that's kind of cool. We don't have 10 cents, but we're going to pretend that we did. Wow. And, and, and we were like, wouldn't it be really cool to put, um, you know, this pedigree wine uh, in, the, in the vessel that represents cheap and bad in the U.S., you know, the jug? And, and Joel, t you know, we were, that's hilarious. And, you know, Joel told some story of his grandfather had put some wine in, in jugs years ago. And, 
you know, we've all had those opportunities when we're with pals and you're laughing and you're, you're buzzed and, and you're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then, um, and then you go home and, you know, the next day you're like, what was that conversation? And, you know, and, um, but I, I called Joel the next day. I'm like, we should really do this. Like, this is cool. And, and that's sort of how it started. And we, 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 we got another friend named Roger who we thought uh, was really wealthy, who was going to finance it. Turns out he it wasn't and he, I don't I don't know how he got Oops. it so wrong he, he wasn't wealthy or he wasn't going to finance it maybe uh, both, both. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy and we learned a lot from him. we love Roger um but we we've had a home to home depot I don't know we got it so wrong it turns out he definitely did not uh, worked but, at a home depot yeah, he worked at a, in fact he didn't he just different. had he just had an orange apron yeah. <laughs> along with Tucker Carlson yeah. Yeah. oh god oh, Tucker. but Charles so yeah. those were one liter bottles one yeah. liter jugs That's right, right. Yeah. yeah 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 so we found um uh it's a it was a mold for um olive oil use in italy uh and uh you know for the we we were not gonna be able to compete in the half gallon you know rossi style though we had these amazing t-shirts and promos that said carlo who and you know that image of our our jug um and and but we just you know we you know it was just it was just this you know we were naive we had we had nothing to lose really we had no reputation and it was just like you know, it, it was, was a laugh good. and and the wine was legit, yeah, you know, yeah. lots of, lots of NDAs like, you know, okay, you're going to buy this wine and you're not allowed to say who you bought it from. Have yeah. those NDAs expired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you drop some names? I think too many of these people probably listen to your Fair. podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to avoid that one, but it, it was, <laughs> it was sort of this unbelievable opportunity and, and we jumped on it and, and we, um, you know, like out of the gate, you know, like people were hungry for it and you know we would allocate it um to you know fine wine shops you know which is like what you know fine wine shop you know putting in a stack of jugs in the front of the store i mean it was like ridiculous and it pissed off some people and other people well thought and, it was you, and, and you guys were some of the first wineries to go to the tetra boxes that's right? true yeah and soon after that so we had sort of so much swagger after like we just pulled off a you know pr you know a luxury jug like we can do anything you know um, and, and, um, Roger had, had, um, noticed in Europe, uh, Italy in particular, that, uh, a huge chunk of, of grocery store wine sales, um, in Italy is sold in, in Tetrabag. So essentially, you know, uh, you know, like a soy milk carton, right? You know, the carton costs less than a cork. Um, wow. and, and it's paperboard. You know, it's, it's recyclable. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, it's lightweight. It's so, so we can eliminate the cost of glass label foil and, and just send, sell the wine, you know? Yeah. And we were like, that's cool. You know, it, not only was it kind of, it wasn't just novelty. It was like made sense. Yeah. And, and, um, so yeah, we, we dove in, you know, again, very naively, um, but thinking like there's, there's something to this and, you know, no one else is going to dare. So like, why, why not us? Um, so yeah, you know, Bandit is, is, you know, 450,000 cases at this point. Holy Bandit cow. is a brand. It's become pretty big, pretty big brand. Um, which, you know, there were a lot of years where we made plenty of mistakes there and, you know, boxes exploding and tops falling off and, uh, but, it, but it was, um, but we kind of, we stuck with it with, you know, uh, somehow. <laughs> I had excellent box wines in France. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's delicious. You know, it, it's the fastest. So, so sadly, the French are drinking less and less wine, largely because the uh, there are a lot of uh, well, the last I don't know, the last uh, prime ministers of France have been very restrictive on on alcohol and and uh, you know DUI 
um, levels are, are you know, they're just it's it's really restrictive and the youth are drinking way 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 less um, but one of the few growth areas is rosé and bag and box uh, and it's uh, so yeah so, so, so you see some good options there yeah. as this is going on and you're kind of um, having a relationship with Joel Gott what's going on with your dad's wine mm -hmm. the you know the yeah rosé. so so in in 2005 um, a Scottish um, billionaire uh, who owned the Glasgow Rangers and steel companies knocked on my dad's door and said, Hey, um, I'd love to buy it. And my dad's like, well, it's not really for sale, but sure. <laughs> you know, like I can actually like, you know, get out of this having not lost my shirt and maybe make some money. It's a spec, you know, it was a beautiful, um, there were a lot of woods and, and this, um, fellow, um, love to ride his motorcycle around and, and hunt and do all that stuff. And so he, he loved the property and, and I think largely bought it for that. And so 2005, it was the same year we started the Beeler Perry Feast, which we're, we're tasting here now, um, in X. So what we were finding was that, um, the, the cooler vintages in, in Cote d'Ivoire made, um, particularly exciting rosé and particularly bad red wine. Um, but when we, we wanted to continue, um, you know, we, we really just wanted to focus on, on rosé, forget about the, the red wine, cause they're sort of different, different tasks, um, and certainly different set of, of, you know, vineyard requirements and, and, and climate requirements. Um, so we wanted to find the, uh, latest ripening, the sort of the coolest part of Provence. And it was very clear that Cotodex en Provence um, is the, the highest elevation vineyards on average. It is the latest ripening. This is an area that was, you know, when in, in 2005, when we started there, was mostly planted to Syrah. Um, uh, you know, rosés at that time, large, people were having to deacidify most years. Um, you uh, know, that that is certainly not the case anymore, but we, we, we were changed. I mean, you know, these warmer, drier years, climate. it's, yeah, yeah, climate. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, that's not very long ago. I mean, the shift is, is pretty dramatic. What so is, 2005. Okay. Um, so when Decade we were starting, we would have like searing you know, uh, acidity where we'd have to like t think about deacidifying. And, and you know, Grenache was not, there was some Grenache, but not much. Since so, it wasn't planted at all. These grapes didn't ripen or they, they certainly historically were not ripening that well. Um, you know, so Aix-en-Provence... Will you talk sort of sure. geographically yeah, so, where that so, is? Because uh, it's not far and, from Marseille, right? Well, so not, not far at all. Yeah. It's, so it's inland. You know, it's, it's only probably as a crow flies, maybe fifty miles from Bandol. Right. Um, but it's it's inland. Um, so there, there's a mountain um, uh, right outside of the city of Aix-en-Provence called the Mont Saint Victoire, and it's this very dominant uh, mountain and. Um, all of our vineyards are uh, in this town called Venel, which is the just on the ridge off of the Mont Saint Victoire. So it's at about fourteen hundred feet, um, and it's uh, you know the peak heat of the day. I would say is probably not far different than Bandol or Côte de Provence, but it cools off a lot at night, and it just take, takes longer to, to warm. I mean, it's the, you know it's a classic mountain profile, um, and you know bud break is is many weeks later. We pick many weeks later. Um, so it, it's, um, you know, we wanted to focus on rosé and we, we've been um, configured. So we, we, we found um, my dad didn't want to you know, make the error again of, of buying lots of vineyards and, and losing it. And I was learning already with Joel here, like, hey, you can contract fruit. You can, you know, if you become, uh, you know, an important contractor with, with a grower, 
you know, they'll do whatever you want. And if you, and if you commit to long-term um, contracts, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, maybe they don't want to plant since so, but you know, you commit to 10 years, they'll plant since so. And, and we've had, we've had that relationship. So we've been, um, you know, th we started with, you know, 5,000 cases you know, this year will, it'll be, you know, about a hundred thousand cases of, of this wine. And we've grown, um, really f with vineyards, um, in the Vanel area, that, that high point, about 1400 feet. And, but we've, we've been planting, well, now it's majority Grenache. Um, we, you know, it's, uh, since so is the, is the next largest proportion. We've been planting Claret. We've been planting Grenache Blanc. We've, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Roll, Vermentino. Um, you know, and, and we're not doing that by the way, to manage color. We're doing it to sort of add aromatic complexity. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to add kind of a more sort of floral lift. So um, the, the Vermentino and the Claret are going into rosés. Yeah. And so, cool. so the, the rule is you can't make white wine and blend it in. You have to co-ferment. You have to be some red grapes involved. Um, you can actually kind of navigate around that, but, but technically that's, Rules are that's, made to be, yeah. uh, bent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but generally, you know, everything's picked at night. It, everything comes, you know, by 7am, pretty much all the fruits in for the day. And, you know, we, we had, now we have two presses at the, you know, early as we had one. And so it's like, as it comes in, you know, whatever vineyard, it's all going in together. And, um, you know, um, I, I now make wine with, with Charles Smith and, and, um, Eastern Washington. And he always has said, and I, and I totally agree that, um, you know, if, if grapes are destined to be together, ultimately, the sooner you can integrate them, the more cohesive the final wine. And so we're, we're really, you know, it's on occasion where we have like a truly special vineyard, we'll, we'll sort of press it off separately or, but, but generally speaking, if it's, if it's, you know, ultimately all coming together, we're, 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 uh, we're co-fermenting a lot. So, yeah. Uh, and then more and more, aren't you starting to do kind of a, um, using lees where you used yeah. to like yeah. get the solids out. Now you're kind of integrating them a little bit yeah, more you've been in doing the your, process. Your, you've been doing your research. Yeah. So, um, so, so early on, so for me, great, the, the very best rosé um, has a bit more mid palate depth. You know, you don't want it to be heavy, clunky, um, but you know, you know, aromatically rosé, you know, is, you know, the, 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 the good ones are kind of, within sort of a similar range but but anyway i, I focus on texture a lot yeah. and initially uh, we did lots of, of post-fermentation lees work as a way to kind of build volume and that that helped to a certain extent but like batonage batonage kind of yeah. stirring it, barrels it, though though and actually at rutas we even did some um some neutral barrel uh fermentation as sort of another way to kind of add some, some an oxidative texture, texture. But it only did so. That actually worked quite well, but it's expensive and a lot, you know, a lot of labor. Um, and we're and I'm so value oriented that that I have to keep that in mind. What, what we've been finding, um, however, is w with these really um, hot, dry vintages, there's really zero disease pressure. The fruit's coming in super clean, and um, you know the 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 solids are actually quite interesting. So so you know we're we're pressing, sending to the tank, um, you know, chilling down the tank, you know. Traditionally, you you know you, you get rid of the solids and you just ferment the clean juice, and we're we're inc increasingly keeping the solids in, um, and, and or, or or we will um, you know twenty four hours you know forty eight hours we will bring the temperature real cold and we'll suck off the bottom, put it back on top, and just keep the solids oh. in suspension for for a few days, and it and it's um, 
it's 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 allowed sort of this a bit more volume to build and i think it's added a a textural component that i think is pretty cool because you know aromatically it's so delicate fresh and bright and mid palette it's like hmm, there's a, there's a bit it's a bit creamier i mean it, this is i assume your presses are are you're i mean you're pressing things whole cluster we are yeah and and so see you're you can do that now because when your whole cluster is there's less solids in the first and place there's less there's no stem right basically. and 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 it and so you don't part of the reason why you racked is because if you took too many solids the fermentation was to start to stink yeah right, right? and they go reductive yeah um, and so this has allowed you to do that. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the wine is beautifully aromatically. It has a, a little bit of kind of meatiness, gaminess that I really like. Um, yeah, that's Thanks. very cool. Yeah. But what mineral, absolutely yeah. minerality also. So I have one real quick question. Um, last year at hospice, um, there was a seminar on Bontu. Okay, yeah. Um, also high elevation. Mm -hmm. Um, also cooler and, and, and depending on where in. you are. Okay. So I was just hoping that you can maybe touch so my based on where this is to where you guys are. Yeah. So, so Ventoux is quite a bit further North. Okay. Um, so Ventoux is, you know, it's on, it's just, it's, it's sort of Cote d'Aron, but it's okay. been kind of carved off as not Cote d'Aron. Um, you know, because it's, it's considered inferior a little bit, which is really not fair. Ventoux is a, is a pretty huge growing area and there's a, as a big range of, of quality and 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 sites so you know there so, so it's not really i mean it was nicole um from Chenbleau, was she on that panel she was yes, yeah so yeah. so they you know they're they're up we love nicole yeah way. no she's yeah. great friend yeah. of the pod yeah, yeah. greatest so, episode ever go way back to well when so was that pre-covid 2019 yeah big back party patio we Live during yeah, brunch. Yeah. And by the way, you know, I just started. Sorry, She's charming. Total sidetrack. Right. Um, we're, we all, we're I, all just, I have a crush. I I know. Well, I just, I Woman just, I Wednesday. just got caught up on Succession, so I started watching the first. Oh yeah. Did you guys see that in the first episode, season one, episode one? Yes, I did. When they're pouring wine at the dinner table, yeah. it's the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. I'm like, Nicole, what did you pay for totally. that? I wonder. Yeah. Oh. No, she, she's fine minds for she's fine wines. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, I, I, my dad lives up there right nearby her, actually. Yeah. He's in, he's in Bon de Venise. Um, and they're, yeah, they're, anyway, they're, they're a unique, you know, Ventu story, uh, and location. And then there's some, um, you get into the flats and it's a little less, and people pushing volume. So, so but that area up there is, is as you just said, Cote d'Aron, where, where you're at now is more, yeah, way, much, yeah, way, yeah, so way, way totally for, different. To, total, quite, quite different. Yeah. yeah oh, one's different. in the mountains, one's on the coast. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I yeah. still don't know how the hell they get their grapes out or, or do anything. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they yeah. don't. Yeah. They wait till it's wine. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bulk it out. All right, so can we get into Charles and Charles? Oh, sure, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other Charles, yeah. who um, has, has been on, been on, has been yeah, on the yeah, show okay, as great. well, sat in that chair that you're sitting in right now. Did he have a pink microphone? I don't remember. We'll have to consult the record. Yeah. Where's James? <laughs> yeah. I remember photos. we had a little trouble getting him into the microphone. Okay, he, yeah. He's kind of a leaner, a yeah, lean sure. backer. Yeah, right. Well, he's yeah, a right. lean everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, well, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot to say. Right, so yeah. how is it that you guys first met? So... so um, I mean, you know, I'd say we initially met sort of the same way I met Joel, you know, um, 
through through our our common wholesalers and you know it, it sort of at the end of the night after we've all been there right after the distributor thing or whatever you end up at the bar and like-minded people sort of find a corner of the bar and start drinking mezcal i think that's sort of how it, how it goes anything but wine yeah and 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 i was like and th- like this guy's cool and um but but i but in, you know um what, what led me to washington was not him um you know i i had this vision that that you know that the u.s because at the time you know in the early 2000s i'm only there were three rosés um that i was aware of that were proper and my, right. my opinion proper is that balance again a little bit of red fruit lots of savory acid holding it together what were, uh, what Ro- were rob they, sinsky's right? okay. Vangri, yeah um uh ted lemon's uh rosé does he still make rosé by the way probably not i don't I think, think it's, so yeah he, well because it's too inexpensive you know maybe yeah. you can't charge enough it's i don't know right. rosé yeah i'm down right yeah the um you know phelps had a that, that mistral program okay. um was was making a pretty interesting rosé was sort of a darker profile monterey uh you know randall graham was was also making quite a bit of rosé. he was getting kind of commercial I don't they find it quite as distinctive as the others. But yeah. in my opinion, it's like, you know, no one was, re- there was just a lot of sort of bleed off. Like, I'm going to concentrate my red tanks and, hey, I got some rosé. Let's Cash put it in flow. a bottle. Yeah. Let's, you know, and, and it was less, it was not much purposeful yeah. rosé. And and so like, you know, obviously one can do that. Um, so, so initially I was looking all over California for, you know, this equivalent sort of Cotodex kind of this cooler site. And um, yeah, there's plenty of, you know, mountain fruit. And you know what? The mountain fruit's fucking expensive. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a, you know, not, you know, not, not wine at any cost guy. I'm, I'm like values is a factor. So like, okay, that's not working. So let's go north. What are you shooting for, for a bottle of rosé? If someone gets it in a store, what are you basically shooting for? Price well, at, at that time, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 bucks. Yeah. That was, that was the goal to me, if, to get people to, to not hesitate to open it on a Tuesday night when you're having leftovers to me, like that's at a price where pretty much everybody can get into it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's for me where the rubber meets the road, you know, like I, I love the great wines of the world and I can, will spend stupid money on, on, on those, but I, but, 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 uh, you know, I don't think most people should have to do that. Yeah. You know, so so to bring authenticity and and soul and sense of place and varietal and at, at a reasonable cost, that that's awesome. And that's yeah. what you know, Joel and I have built essentially our businesses on. Yeah. You know, how do how do we how do we find that and, and scale it and be efficient? Um, so you know, I went north to to Oregon um, and like okay, Pinot Noir makes pretty good rosé, um, but you know, cost of fruit still kind of high, yeah. and there's and there's all these restrictions of yeah, you know, like okay, forget about that. So we go further north, more you know, for, for, and and then like holy cow, Columbia Valley like blew my mind. I like I'm sort of not aware of it, um, and uh, you know the, this huge diurnal temperature shift. You know, cost of fruit incredibly modest for for the quality coming in. And I knew one dude up there, and his name's Charles, and he has longer hair than me, and and generally swears a bit more than me, and raises a bit more hell than me typically. Um, and I was like, hey, this is the vision. This is how we're we're doing it in, in Provence. I, I'm 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 certain we can do something cool up here. But not a lot of Grenache. Not that that you're right. Very right. little. And 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 the reason, of course, is. It's too cold. Yeah. You know, Syrah ripens really well up there consistently because it doesn't need as much heat. Um, so, so we went after, yeah, there were essentially zero Grenache. The only yeah. Grenache you see 
save what we're we have planted since um is you know high end so people are you know they'll cut the yields down to a ton to the acre or two and then like yeah you can ripen it then yeah. uh, from from warm site that that is shifting but anyway so so i was like hey i think we should do this and he didn't hesitate for a second he was all in and and so we we were you know we went after growers who planted syrah in too cold a place and they couldn't sell it to anybody who wanted to make red wine we were like perfect and, and charles had uh, a vineyard that he was sort of auditioning for a red program that was just not cutting it. It was just, it was too lean. It was lighter in color. And all these negatives were like exactly, uh, you know, positives for, for what we were doing. So, so you know, this all Syrah? so initially it was 100% Syrah. We have, so now we've gotten into some long contracts. And again, that thing, like if you develop a relationship with a grower and you're willing to have long contracts, you know, like, what do you want to plant? You know, and, and, you know, as long as they can like pencils out. So, so we have some, um, Grenache here now. We have some more red um, as well, uh, which is, uh, you know, which would not work for red wine, but right. for this style, it like it, it works great. A lot of this is, so this is all above. So, so Washington has sort of two, um, well, breaking, put simply, there's sort of below a thousand feet. It tends to be kind of sandy soil and then eventually some volcanic, about over a thousand feet. It's, it's, you know, some alluvial and then, uh, volcanic sort of more volcanic influence of course then you get into walla walla and there's the rocks but that we're not in that area at all so most of this fruit at this point is in the ancient lakes area so um you know uh you know 11 1200 feet you know it's where charles started his uh, kung fu girl riesling right. um, a lot it was originally planted a lot, mostly to riesling and it's it's sort of expanded uh, and we have fruit from all over the place but th but that's that's a that's a a big core of it i mean this wine really kind of sings syrah yeah. you know yeah. I and mean, it's that really really juicy fruit where the obviously the french wines are a little more complex and and whatnot but yeah again just so mouth-pleasing for reference sake uh when are you picking syrah in columbia valley yeah. to make rosé well it depends on the vintage yeah okay of course um yeah but uh so typically you know we're at 12 percent alcohol here right on, on average so 22 were you know 11 and a half and we right. picked in October. It was cold. Wow. Like last spring was was you know super cold. So, so it just kept snowing and raining. And like oh my god, this is you know the late ripeners. If you didn't if you didn't cut your yields way back, you were toast. Like you were. Mm -hmm. uh, but for making this kind of wine, no problem. Perfect. Right? Yeah, great, fantastic. Let it ride. Um, so so generally speaking, it's mid September um, is when we would start. Um, and you know we're bringing it's you know it's 21 bricks kind of you know it's it's 22 like we're not um you know we're we're, we're looking for flavor you know and, and i'm happy to keep the alcohol down you know um incidentally i'm i'm essentially colorblind and you know with with rosé there's a lot of color discussion you know particularly in provence there's this obsession on on and on visual beauty and and the, if it's paler it's people have this idea it's better it's more sophisticated delicate. it's more delicate yeah. it's it should you know it should garner a higher price and yeah. and and you know as winemaker of Napa cab yeah the opposite of yeah. yeah and but you know you know obviously you know you can uh you can manipulate that in the wine right you can yeah. there's a lot of things you can add to pull out color you can you can you know you can certainly add lots of white wine to manage color and and you know i for me Color doesn't mean anything to me, so so we really focus on on character because a lot of, I mean, as you know, a lot of the decisions um, one makes to manage color are pretty much at the cost of the flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there, it just doesn't work 
it just that's just the way it is it's um so you kind of like pick pick what what's your your priority and, and so we so i one thing i find cool is you know if you look at the sort of range of colors they're pretty reflective of the varietal of how that you know syrah has uh this a bit more electric uh profile you know we kind of move into this more kind of copper hue Again, I'm 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 saying this as if I'm seeing this. This is what people say. So I'm like, okay, right. it's sort of pinkish. I don't know. That's the great and, irony and, of all of this. Yeah, yeah. Pink um, Cadillac. They didn't know it was a pink Cadillac. Yeah. It was just a Cadillac. Yeah, it was like I think it was. Yeah, it was still black actually. It was like, yeah, Charles, it's pink. I mean, it is amazing that you know we do get caught up so much in color, right. um, yeah. and and I think a lot of times Rhone blends. Um, suffer from that the most in that you know people they keep adding syrah they keep adding syrah and then losing the grenache character yeah um and just be happy with the color that you have and appreciate it Mm -hmm. and the the color is also reflective of the vintage right Right. some vintages it should be right yeah right should be it should be right yes you shouldn't you shouldn't be looking at your past wines going how do we get back to that color yeah um, you should just be happy with it. And, and, you know, and, and, but particularly when it comes to rosé and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because, you know, I think a lot of consumers out there are, aren't, aren't aware of this. Um, and I, and I really encourage consumers to be open to a range of, of, of pink color. Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, classic, you know, rosés from, from Tevel. Well, it's Syrah yeah. and there's, there's, you know, Syrah gives a bit more color than Grenache and there typically is a little bit of skin contact. They're darker. And, you know, for, you know, for the last 10 years, Tevel has almost gone out of business as a, as a, they, they couldn't sell wine because it was too dark. And Those it's like, that's tragic, it's tragic, so, you know, and it's give like me a bottle of Motorei right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I probably said it wrong, but whatever. Motorei. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, yeah. The, Perfect. You know, Motorhead? The Motorhead. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, no, but I, I, so, so there, I, I think the, the tide is starting to shift, but, but there's still so much color discussion in, in Provence and it, um, and it's made a lot of Provence rosés pretty fucking boring in, in my oh. opinion, with such emphasis on, on beauty you know, you'll see, you know, more concern about like the, the custom mold of the glass and the paleness wow. of the like, oh, yeah. what in the Brad Pitt are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good next to the yacht. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, um, listeners out there, you know, be, be open to, to the range and, and have that part of the experience and paler, darker, um, it's just different, different expression and, yeah. and not difference in, in, in quality. Yeah. We used to do a tasting at Benziger once in a while with black glasses. They had all these black glasses, oh, yeah. and it was it was very cool to taste yeah, without that, that sense. Yeah, glass. yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian's Brian's into Brian's the red. Let's get going. We're, we're Brian's keeping this. Brian's, Brian's having a good yeah. morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I assume Charles has got some appointments um, there, today, so there I'm will be to some appointments. Keep him moving that, a little Brian. bit. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So so we're um, so we're shifting here. We just you know we're jumping Ooh. around on so many stories, but. Um, that's the this idea. Is, yeah. Welcome so, to the podcast. <laughs> so, so um, you know, we actually, first couple of vintage up in, in Cotodex, we actually did make some some red wine. Uh, and it was it was just kind of lean and not that interesting. And, you know, and it, it proved the point of why we were there to focus yeah. on, you know, we want to pick in late September, October. We want it to be barely 12%, all the things, you know. So, um I gave up making, you know, red wine around there for some time um, until uh, some friends of mine, uh, the Lavo brothers, who are in, uh, uh, they're they're in uh, they're in the 
the Rhone. Their Violas is is the town where they're in. They, they make a bunch of wine all over the the Southern Rhone. Um, I guess a little in the north too. They started buying up a lot of land in a town called Valreas. Valreas is a Cotteron village, and it's um, you know it, it's probably the least well known Cotteron village out there, and for good reason. Um, and I I didn't really understand you know why you know everybody sort of thought Valreas was inferior. Um, until they, and he's like, Charles, just let's come check it out. Well, um, okay. Uh, so, and come to realize Valreas is the breaking point, uh, from the South to the North. This is the point where you shift from Grenache dominance to Surat. And, and Valreas is not Valley floor. It's at about 1200 feet on the, ed- well, the town is closer to the Valley floor, but the vineyards are up the hill. Uh, this is on the East or the West side of the river. So this is on the uh, this is on the east side of the river, okay. yeah. Um, so you're you're um, you know there's Carin, Rastaud, a little bit to the south. This is this is the breaking point, um, and it's like oh I get it. On warm vintages, Valerias makes damn cool wines. On cooler vintages, they're kind of lean and hard and bitter, and uh, like that's why you know it had had this reputation. And so with these progressively warm dry years. Valerias is moving into the zone of ripening Grenache really well, uh, most every year. So there is a little bit of Syrah here, but it is it's Grenache dominant, um, and um, it, to me it was like, oh my God, this is this is the future. This is it, and it's it has been some of the least expensive land in the Rhone. Um, that's quickly changing as people are realizing, like you know, uh, yeah, we. we they, they, you know, the the trends are are playing into to this area. So, so are this you, is. Are you able to co-ferment these? Yeah. So the, it is co-fermented um, in concrete. Uh, yeah. It's native yeast. We, we there's about a quarter of it whole cluster. Um, you know, it's probably thirty some days on the skins, um, and uh, finished in concrete. Uh, you know, we, the, what's cool is Grenache is now ripening there consistently. And yet it's retaining sort of freshness and acidity, which, you know, valley floor uh, fruit has gotten pretty high pH, pretty soupy kind of. Uh, and, and this is not, you know, this Valrias is, is uh, fresh. So what what is the p- price of this wine and like how many cases is this, is this wildly yeah. found in the you United know, States? So, so we started making this just three years ago. We probably make 6,000 cases of it. Yeah. Um, the price is probably 14 bucks. Wow. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty inexpensive. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, all right, you know what? Let's let's just let's lose this episode and right, talk about it. Don't <laughs> don't buy these wines. Yeah. Question for you, Charles. You mentioned you had a comment. Uh, Spend sixty dollars on our Grenache instead. <laughs> damn it! Yeah. It's moving into the zone of ripening. Yeah. It, it, How is uh, climate change showing itself right now? Oh in man, so, I mean, it, it's you know you want to wind me up. I mean, Absolutely. you know, so, th- so that's, I mean, I, 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 you know, the, the one advantage, I think there are a lot of advantages of, of not being tied to a property, which you have to kind of, you know, react to. I, I can move places, you know, I, I can shift, I can, I don't have to just sort of optimize my plot of, of land. I can, you know, find these, these sort of fringe areas. Um, I mean, they're, they're so this will be my 23rd vintage, um, and uh, you know, from starting in the in the Rutas days, I guess yeah, ninety eight was my first year there. Um, 
and you know it it the the, the shift is really dramatic and and the, you know the rhone this you know the you know, provence rhone is is particularly um dramatic you know what what i've seen in 23 years is pretty remarkable again you know back to the cotodex we used to deacidify it used to be mostly syrah you know now it's predominantly grenache and since so and you know here um you know valrayas you know valrayas is kind of a joke um and now it's like valrayas is cool yeah. You know, and it, these sort of, you know, these coat roti used to be so vintage specific, uh, and it's like banging every year now, you know, where it, it's, you know, and, you know, Washington is exciting for so many reasons. And it's been a big beneficiary of, of, uh, you know, this, uh, I mean, still, you know, it, it's, it's Northern latitude, right? So, so, you know, um, by sort of mid September, the, you know, there's much less light and it generally cools off a lot. So that's kind of a limiting factor, but, you know. Washington used to, you know, lose a vintage, um, I don't know, every four years or have you know, major frost. Like that's not happening anymore. Um, there, so, so I'm, I'm, I, I am respond, you know, Bandol, I guess is the exception, you know, where this is an area where, so I, you know, I, I don't know how much longer, you know, from a, from a, a volume point of view, but, but it's also, you know, acidity keeping, you know, a fresh wine, like in 10 years, can we do that? we might have to start picking in you know early august uh and you know at that point will the flavors be there at that point i don't you know so um but but i think a lot about it you know joel and i make a wine in in argentina um what we've seen there over the last 12 years called the the show we make there's a north coast cab and then there's a a mount well when we started um all the fruit was you know from lujan de coyo kind of the, the classic it's where Catena is based. It's sort of the traditional sort of the Napa Valley, you know, the, you know, Malbec's an early ripener. And so you know, we were, we were finding like, you know, a lot of sugar well before there was a lot much flavor and like, like this is, this is not the place anymore. It's like, no. so the shift has been to the Uco Valley, which is, you add about 1200 feet and, you know, we, you can push back, you know, ripening by sort of three weeks or more and, and get flavor and get, get sugar and flavor to kind of line up. Um, I, everywhere. I mean, without exception, you know, I'm, I'm making some wine in, in New York state, um, uh, in the Finger Lakes. Uh, and you know, what, what's happening there is, uh, you know, you can ripen, you know, we think of it as Riesling country. Um, you know, we can make pretty damn yeah, good Cab Franc yeah, now. Say Cab Franc country. Uh, yeah. You know, people, you know, Louis Barriot from, uh, Saint-Com is, is making Pinot Noir and, and, uh, and uh, Riesling in the Finger Lakes. Now, what there the is still a rain issue in the fall. That that's a factor in in um, in the Finger Lakes. So sometimes there's some forced pick because you got problems. But. It scared the shit out of me when I saw the Loire River completely dry. You yeah. could walk across the entirety. Yeah, I mean, amazing. What's going on? You know, we we you know we, we make a wine off. We're going to get to it. You spoke of it when you talked to Joel. Um, a wine called Shatter, um, yeah. which is from the, uh, a town called Maury in the Roussillon, right on the border of, of France and Spain. Um, there, the, the, the water restriction, it hasn't rained in a couple of years now, essentially. Um, and the water is, is so restrictive that, you know, like if you have a pool, it's empty. You know, you're not allowed there. You, there's no water. You're not allowed to, you can't, you certainly can't irrigate. It's, it's getting, this particular area is really dramatic. You know, Provence has not, it's not getting much rain either, but there is, the Alps are getting some snow and there's a good sort of system of canals that are bringing down. Is it all aquifers. snow melt yeah. there? No Pretty underground much. aquifers or anything? I mean, there are some aquifers, you know, it's like California, there are aquifers, you know, thanks to the, to the snow, you know, and then there's their reservoirs and, and canals. It's, it's a it's similar sort of setup actually from, 
know, what the Sierras deliver for, for Central Valley and so forth. But um, the trend is, is scary. The trend is scary. Any yeah. more that I can say to wind you up? <laughs> I mean, you know, keep throwing them at me. Um, I, um, a little birdie told me that we should ask about um, something about running around the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, li I like to run. Is that know, little I, birdie who's sitting in the other room? Yeah, he's, no. okay. that's a big birdie. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, so I was the, remember the nerdy skiing guy, and, and um, I like to sort of, I like to run. I like to, and I, I love, you know, I love our national parks. Marathons and, and longer. Um, so I, I try to, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, try to balance all the alcohol that we're here. We are at what, at nine in the morning and we have 10 bottles open. Depends on like, what time zone you're in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's 10 bottles, but some of them are water bottles and it's rose. Mm -hmm. It's breakfast wine. Yeah. It's, yeah. 12 percent alcohol. We're fine. Um, yeah, I, I, my wife's from, from Arizona and I love the Grand Canyon, and once a year I try to run over and back, you know, the rim to rim to rim, uh, which or or at least go down to the river, touch it, and and get back. It, it's sort of like a ground. It's my meditation. I'm not religious, but it um, that's so I, I have some clarity when I do things like that, and I um, and I I make it a priority, you know, whether it's there. Generally, that's once a year, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, you know, we gotta uh, we gotta find inspiration, you know. Sometimes when you're so in it, you kind of you, you lose sight of things. And you kind of got to remove, clear your head, and um, and let just things come to you. And where be... where are you living? I'm actually based in New York City. Okay, um, which is a little bit strange, cons considering I uh, my, most of what I do is not in New York City. My my okay. wife is a senior editor at the Wine Spectator. Um, oh, she reviews the cool. Rhone in South France and Germany and Austria and the Loire and all sorts of. She she's oh. been a wine writer for a long time and always needed to be in New York. Yeah. And and she's like three big airports anywhere you know direct flights anywhere you want to go yeah, halfway between halfway Cal between California the two and yep. France. seven yeah. hours to France Upper West Side so we're right by Columbia yeah excellent yeah Good. she yeah. bring we're... home some wine every once in a while every night you know it's <laughs> she's she's uh, right now meeting with uh, FX uh, Pickler which I think one of probably the best in my opinion uh, Austrian winemaker yeah. um, no the one of the amazing things uh, you know is uh, on an average night. Yeah, she'll bring back, I don't know, 10 wines that yeah. sort of pre-selected from her reviewing that day. And I'll taste it blind. And we do lots of blind tasting. And it really kind of, I think everybody should blind taste more, frankly. Yeah. If, you know, just kind of sharpen um, our, our palates and, and sort of broaden oh God, um, our, you know, our, our, our knowledge. And so, yeah, tons of blind. I mean, every, every you know. Um, you know, in the fall, I'm not around a lot this season, but but winter and spring, we do a lot of, a lot of tasting. So yeah, we're based, I'm based in New York City. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I I went ahead and I, I had already poured the cab, but yeah, I yeah. I dumped it out because we wanted to do the granola. Yeah. So so to to the Roussillon. So I, I think Joel had said uh, he you know gave the the backstory. It was Dave Finney who 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 you know who loves the the hedonistic wines. Who like oh my god, you know these old old vine garage yeah. planted in black schist. When you he know, flew two. in at night one time, yeah. promised his wife he wasn't going to do anything stupid. Yeah. Ended up buying sure a vineyard. And, oh, and then not letting the word get out because he didn't want other people to move in. Right, yeah. And kind of um, purchase the, the grapes it's, from that it's, area. Um, yeah, I mean, hot, dry valley. Um, you know, uh, Grenache there was planted for um, uh, for sweet wine, for fortified wine. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that 
category doesn't do very well anymore. So it's really yeah. most people are making dry uh, wine there. And, and I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the dirty little secret is this Maury Valley, I would say um, probably 80 percent. I'm, I'm pulling this number out of my ass, but it's got to be damn close to it. Um, exits Maury in tanker trucks at night. Uh, and it goes as sort of the petite Syrah of, of France. Like yeah. if you want, you want concentration, you know, because this, it's just concentrated structured fruit that, you know, a lot of wines would benefit from. And, uh, you know, there, there are, there, there are more and more, uh, talented winemakers coming through. Um, but it's, uh, you know, you know, just, um, you know, delivers this kind of cast iron, um, backbone, you know, and then the fruit on top of it. The issue is, you know, with only a few clusters per vine and it's all handpicked, like, you know, you know, the sugars, we, we, you know, we can never get the fruit in fast enough. And, you know, you start picking at 25, 26 breaks before you know it, it's at, you know, it's coming in at 29, like, oh my G. So, and, and Dave really leaned into that. And um, I got involved in 2017 with a slightly different perspective. And I, I respect the hell out of Dave and what, what he's done. For me, if, if, you, if you're picking so ripe, um, you, you start losing sense of, of what the variety is and you lose, start losing sense of, of the soil profile. So I wanted to reveal that more, try to find that balance. So, you know, it's still 15 plus percent alcohol. Um, you know, there is a little bit of, of new French oak, but we've been backing off that to kind of find that balance between, you know, the sweet barrel quality and, and, and still like, it's gotta be black schist. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, we make 6,000 cases of this or something like that. It's the bouquet is so different from, uh, the Grenache blend yeah. to this, the yeah. shatter. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, a, this, this had the strongest bouquet I've, yeah. I've yeah, smelled it's, in a long time. Um, it's also f probably fairly recently bottled the, that's true. Um, that, that's true though. They're both 21s. Okay. Um, this is 21, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah. I think the, 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 the coat around is just more perfumey and yeah. just more expressive. Yeah. Like um, olive and carbon and right. fruit and where where yes. where the where the uh, the Catalan is just like it's intense. Yeah. yeah, I mean that nice. that that you know so so we have a bigger we twice as big a crop here. Um, this is limestone with a limestone vineyard and a Galay Riverstone yeah. uh, vineyard. Um, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't quite you know, and it's uh, yeah, it's another expression of of Grenache. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that one of the vineyards Dave bought was, I mean, there's like hundred year old Grenache yeah, vines yeah, on that property. Yeah. yeah. I, I've had the Ferion, the yeah. the old vine stuff that they do in specific vintages. Yeah. No, I mean, um, his, no, they're, they're really monumental yeah. vines. Yeah. Um, and I, no, it's, I, you know, thanks to Dave that I, and, and Joel that, I, you know, that I uh, have the opportunity to spend a bunch of time there yeah probably um, a nice place to visit right pretty cool and and actually yeah. you know for me as sort of the the traveling dude um you know i it's it's only two hours from barcelona mm -hmm. so um you know i you know i fly in through barcelona and that's sort of been yeah. like yeah. barcelona's cool i mean right. like talk about eating drinking and, and fest, festive yeah. nature yeah that's party city man. party city yeah, yeah great it's it's cool <laughs> you so, drop in for uh I don't know a meal at ten o'clock at night there. Man. Well, they they're, they're only opening at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. There's there's no nine thirty reservation. Everything tapas. You know? um, However, you can still spend a lot of money on tapas and yeah. wine. Oh, heck yeah, <laughs> you sure can. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, there's a lot of talented chefs. Yeah, who, who, over. yeah. So so we're moving. Um, we're we're moving Sorry, here uh, back to to Washington State, I guess yeah. for for the closer. 
Um, close with Cabernet. Close with Cabernet. Um, so, um, you know, initially Charles and I were really focused on rosé. That's all we made for the first several years. Along the way, we started making um, Cab uh, and Syrah uh, blends. So back at Chateau Rutas, my dad's original property, we made rosé, we made Cab Syrah blends. Uh, my dad's um wait, wait there was cab syrah blends at chateau yeah there were yeah so so my dad was in love with so so at the time in the in the 90s there was one breakout winery that uh, you know that that sort of disobeyed the appellation rules essentially and defied all expectations and that's trevelon domaine mm -hmm. uh, trevelon which is uh which is cab and syrah um and, and interestingly it's uh, they have no destemmer so it is, it is, it is whole cluster cab and whole cluster Syrah always has been I like every that. year, regardless every year. Yeah. That's the way it is. Cause that's what they got. That's what they yeah. got. And they could buy a December at this point, but they're yeah. not interested, which is pretty <laughs> cool. So but that was the, the, like this, this, you know, they're, uh, they, they actually like, they were, uh, declassified, de you know, they were essentially vend to pay. Right. Um, and my dad was so inspired by what they were doing. He's like, well, we need to make, you know, we need a cab syrah. So we made cab syrah and, and Charles makes some, um, some co-fermented cab and syrah blends, the creator, some pretty, and, and, you know, syrah ripens very consistently in Washington state you know, pretty early and, and cab is a late ripener. And they're really, um, you know, even in a warm year, cool year, cab can have a kind of a range of quality. Syrah always sort of holds it together. So in a warmer year, um, we'll have a little more cab in a cooler year. We'd have a little bit more Syrah. It really worked well. But, you know, um, there there is one particular vineyard um, that year in, year out, the, the cab has always been a standout for us in, in Washington. Um, it's a vineyard farmed by the Monson family. Uh, it's called, uh, Goose Ridge is is their winery. Goose uh, Goose Mountain is their sort of the premier kind of part of their, their property of the Goose Ridge Vineyard. And it, what's interesting is it's contiguous with Red Mountain. Red Mountain is considered the premier Cabernet growing spot in, in Washington. And incidentally, Red Mountain is not a mountain and it's not red, um, <laughs> but it's called Red Mountain. Um, and, and so, so the, the, a brown hill. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a beautiful spot. I, no, I'm not, don't mean to take away its, its integrity. Um, the, the Monson's ranch, um, is, um, just to the South of it. Um, again, contiguous, um, but it's uh, most of the vineyards. Uh, most of the vineyards are north facing and uh, east facing, um, and at about you know eleven hundred, you know up to as high as fourteen hundred feet. So it's a little bit of a cooler spot. So we pick several weeks later than I would say most people on average would pick on, on at Red Redman. So just I'm, I'm into slowing down the ripening, hang, hanging it longer, keeping sugars more in check. I mean, this is thirteen and a half percent alcohol. Um, and uh, so, so there is a tiny bit of straw here, probably eight or nine percent. Um, uh, and so this is, it's, you know, we, we, we were removing stems here. It's, uh, so it's whole berry, it's native fermented, probably 40 days on, on the skins in um, you know, st stainless, big, big stainless tanks. And then we're aging it in 100% uh, old barrel. So we're buying old, you know, 15 year old Delicato, Delicato barrels and so forth. and. Uh, we're, you know, we're, the, the goal is to kind of uh, bring purity of fruit um, and yet bring, you know, bring a little bit more sort of rounded concentration, but minus the, the toast and, and that profile. And 
So was was this a negotiation or was it alphabetical to go Charles Beeler and Charles Smith? <laughs> oh, uh, you're trying to start a fight, aren't you? <laughs> not, a, uh, not at all. There, just, as people, just a yeah, question. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, there's a lot of well, which Charles are you? Are you the first Charles? Are you the second Charles? Uh, we're, uh, you know, um, no, I I have you know Charles is is um, you know he has a reputation of being quite the- theatrical and and. Um, but when it comes to, you know, actually it was Parker who said this, when it comes to winemaking, he's as serious as a heart attack. And, and that's, and that's the case. And I, and I have, I've learned a lot from him, um, and his approach to particularly to, to red winemaking. And, um, he's been my guide in, in Washington state and he's remains a close friend. And, um, you know, he, it's, I, I uh, Washington sort of amazes me every year and, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, and I think it's sort of, we're on chapter two of this 10 ch- chapter um, story. And I think there, you know, as more talent comes, as we know, um, you know, we, we, as certainly, you know, f- f- in, in my story in Washington's early days, I'm sure there are a lot of other people who've been there much longer who probably has it more played out, but it's, it's exciting. You know, there, there's water, you know, BC. So, so Eastern Washington, you know, it doesn't rain really, but tons of water coming down from BC. BC has not had any, uh, you know, they, they've, they've had the consistent winters, um, the Columbia river, brings all that that water down every year um you know there there's not the you know it's, this is 2020 right so 2020 we know in oregon lost vintage you know fires all over the place yeah. um eastern washington doesn't have a, the same amount of fuel you know there it's not forested it's it's uh you know it's it's so, sagebrush it's like prairie and, and, it's prairie yeah. yeah so 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 things can burn but it burns through real fast and so there's not there's generally not the the smoke impact so we lost you know uh 2020 the winds were blowing from the south and bringing up Oregon smoke, but at a really high level. So we, you know, we lost probably ten days of ripening as it sort of uh, blocked out the sun. Yeah. Um, but 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 you know, uh, but we you know we didn't have the the flavor impact. Um, it's pretty, you know, um, Washington's amazing, and I, you know, it, it, I, I'm frustrated that the, the U.S. consumer. Um, is all eyes on uh, California, you know, like Washington, what there? No, we, we really want to get up there and I think we keep talking about it, but we're, um, and we have a bunch of recommendations of places that we want to go. We have some of the favorites that we want to go to. And I think we want to go to the rocks, mm, yeah. um, specifically well, to, and go hang out with Brooke and her right. dad and, right. and, you know, all those. And then James the, will come all, with us and oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, be a good yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. He'll tell some jokes. We'll, we'll get oh, kicked out of some photos. places, kicked totally. out of some bars. He's yeah. not here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he bored? Did he? Yeah, I think he had. Uh, Is the ADD kicked in? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had to drive his daughter around yeah. to some yeah. appointments. But okay. <laughs> I, I was thinking he had to attend to some things for the other Charles. Yeah, yeah the other be, Charles yeah, pretty, so yeah. called. Yeah. He knew he was paying attention to this Charles yeah. and yeah, had to like call he, and yeah. grab some attention. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to keep him, you yeah. know, in good graces. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you would have made a much. You have that diplomatic uh, I, bloodline much more than you know, I do. You, it, it, my my dad is much like Charles, okay. and and so I. So it skipped a generation in yeah, your family. Yeah, it, and and so, so I, yeah, I, I, I become a diplomat. Yeah. So at this point, you're representing. So when you're going out today, what are you pouring for people? You're pouring all of these and okay. and more. Right. I mean, nobody's safe. Like, right. I, you know, I. I um, so you're you're going out. So let's just set the scene. Mm-hmm. You are in basically wine country, Sonoma yeah, and Napa, right, California, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're going out and you're pouring wines from France and mm-hmm. wines from Washington. It's super, yeah. It, and and the wines from California, which you don't have here, wines from Argentina, wines from. I mean, it's okay. Uh, it, it's quite it's quite a range, and I think yeah. people's heads sort of like swivel off at, at some point. And 
I, I try to find the common link in, in the approaches and, um, you know, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, there, there's a, the value is a, is a common thread. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, not, you know, over winemaking hopefully is, is sort of a common thread that, you know, we would truly want the wines to, to, to speak for themselves distinctly. Yeah. Um, and no, I've been very fortunate. I, you know, I have, um, uh, amazing friends and partners in, in, in this business and, um, you know, the, the Trincaro family has, um, at, at, as Joel, I think mentioned a few episodes ago, um, in 2005, um, they took us under their wings to yeah. bring structure, um, and, and cash <laughs> yeah. to sort of, to help sort of move things forward. And the, the, the family's been, you know, for those who don't know Trincaro, they're, you know, the second largest family, uh, operation in, in California. Wines. Behind Gallo. Um, uh, second behind Gallo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, you know, they can think long-term it's, it's, you know, private company and well, they that can, frees you up to do it does. Yeah. And, they, and they've really let Joel yeah. and I run free in a, yeah. in a really truly incredible way. And we're so thankful that they, they, they get, they give us the structure to be able to do all the other stuff that, um, is more fun it's <laughs> and, really and, nice. and, and, and maybe we're, and maybe we're better suited to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great. And I, and and I imagine every place that you go today will be kind of like here, where you start them off with a little rosé, yeah. um, wet the whistle. Very, very much like this. And then um, ease them into a little bit of Grenache and then drop the cab. You know, I, I often, I, I will, James has heard this lots of times, I, I will, I'll sort of help kind of get people from one place to the next um, it'll be like, okay, so we're, we're in, you know, we're, we're in X. Okay. We're going to, we're going to hop on the TGV. Uh, we're we're going to, we're going to, um, you know, it's 7am. Okay. So you're going to be hung over. Um, but we want to get to Paris. <laughs> we want, we want to get to Paris in time to have a quick, you know, lunch before we hop the, the flight. There's, there's a flight at three o'clock to Seattle. Um, and then, okay. So yeah. you arrive in Seattle and you're like, it's raining. You're like, oh shit, we should have stayed in Paris. What are we doing here? <laughs> and, and then you're, and then you're like, you get your rental car and you, you know, it's, that's like, oh shit, now it's snowing as you go over the cascades and then you come down the other side and, um, and Light it's like, fire, oh my God, you start, there's like, oh, look at the hops over here and look at these cherries. And, um, so, so sometimes, you know, it's like helping people kind of tour from one spot to, to the other kind of helps, helps them sort of move across, you know, the, the disparate properties right but no I, i'm uh, incredibly fortunate to i think i missed the tr- i'd have missed the train yeah i didn't make that i didn't make that You're seven still eight. An x. i'm still an x yeah. waking up yeah. you know that train is so convenient oh, it's, it's so yeah. it, it runs so well mm. i mean we just have lost everything yeah. in, in terms of trains and things like that it's well no we're gonna have the hyperloop though right we're gonna go from yeah we're gonna go from sonoma to la in 30 seconds there you it's go. gonna be awesome <laughs> Sam, the croissants are always better in, in probably an X also. I can, I can eat them probably. Yeah. Or yeah. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I recommend the, the croissant. All right, so let's tell people how to get a hold of some of these wines. Yeah, so, I mean, the good news is um, they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. You know, we, thanks to Trincaro, we we have uh, incredibly good distribution. You know, the, yeah. the Bila Prefis, Sabine, the Coteau d'Aix en Provence Rosé, um, is the number one selling Provence Rosé under $15 in the United States. It's everywhere. Wow. There you um, go. They're, Kicking they're, whispering angels. So no, whispering this. angels sells more, um, but they're they're at twenty bucks. So, okay. so by putting a pricing quality, but you know we're 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 I think top eight. You know all programs. Yeah. But, but we're it's out there. So you know whether you're in North Carolina or South Carolina or or Austin or San Diego or you know Eastern Washington. You know Charles Charles is is out there also. Yep. You know Bandol is much more limited. We only make three thousand cases. 
um, you know, Shatter, the, the Roussillon, you know, it's about 6,000 cases. So that's a little bit more limited. You know, uh, Joel and I have invested in in our, our our distributor, our wholesaler partners, more than DTC. I know DTC is the is the, the thing everybody talks about, and probably for good reason. But you know, we don't we don't do direct. Well, so plus it, when you're doing value oriented wines, right? Yeah, it's it's I, it, it makes a little less sense. Yeah. You know, the so the the so so we really you pay more for shipping than you do for you the pay a lot of shipping. So yeah. so we yeah we've always really emphasized um, our wholesalers, and we totally. invested in them. Going back to the beginning, what what makes the Shatter a red Catalan wine? Like yeah, so so um, uh, so there is a, now a Maury Sec appellation, um, but um, since we are finished, we're bottling the wine in California. So so the winery where we make it has no temperature control, uh, and and so it's hot as hell. You know, starting about April. It's it gets dangerously hot, so we were like, oh, Jesus, let's get the wine out of there. So we, we ship it in bulk to 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 Saint Helena. Right. Uh, it, so it, it uh, we we put it we barrel it down in Saint Helena, and then and then and then we bottle. So that so we lose the ability to call it Maury Sec. Okay. So so the just more generic, um, you know, declassified is okay. IGP Cote Catalan, okay. which we are like, I don't know if anybody knows Maury Sec anyway, so I, I'm not sure we lose. It was anything. I, I guess. I guess when I think Catalan, I think Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, 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 but but right. this is you know this this is you know we're you're in France, but it's almost more Spanish yeah. than it is French. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. You're, you're, it, it's French Catalonia. Yeah, yeah that's cool. where, where that drive between say Toulouse, over Castle Landre area. You know, mm. it's just it's over That's to some, some beautiful country. It, it's just stunning, man. Yeah. I've never been to a nicer place than the than the Bosque region. Yeah. as we went through there, it's it's with it a stop in San Sebastian yeah. for some proper eating. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, loved it. Spent several days there, man. Mm. All right, John. How did yeah. you uh, how did you like all the wines today? Beautiful stuff, man. All right, good. Beautiful. I mean, the uh, Legacine. La Jacine, yeah. La Jacine was yeah. absolutely That's the my, Cote my favorite. Yeah. Uh, that was Thank beautiful. You. I mean, That's especially cool. because of the bouquet on it. Yeah. It was just stunning. Knocked me out. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, concrete um, yeah. and just pure fruit. And, you know, just on the, as we all know, the great wines of the world are generally made where the grapes are just ripening into their potential. And, and that's happening there. the Sabine mm -hmm. uh, also mm -hmm. for the rosés. Awesome. Thank stunning. you. Yeah. Good. Know, I'm gonna track down some of those three thousand cases of the Bandol. We'll get you some. Okay. <laughs> this won't be out. So the twenty one, the twenty one is what's in market. Okay. Now you know it, it generally is a later release. You know they they take a little time to get going. They, totally. kind, of, they kind of go through their post bottling and then they. And that's why you put them under cork instead of the. That's screw why, cap, That's exactly right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. And you know it's Bandol Rosé. You buy your current vintage to drink last year's vintage, that's right. right? Yeah. 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 Or three years for or some. I, I would say less and less, though. Um, you know that, like the Prado, Pibelno. There, okay. there are a few that are sticking to the, uh, the, you know, a bit more skin contact, a little okay. darker. You know, they have that structure to hang in there. Increasingly, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit more direct to press, cool. um, which hmm. makes it ready, ready to go a bit right. sooner, but maybe knocks off a little bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. This has been great. Sorry yeah, thanks, about guys. having to close this out. Yeah. I know you have stuff to do, et cetera, et cetera. But, it's rosé season. Yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta go beautiful, and, beautiful tasting. Yeah, getting so, that pink caddy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and tell me about the, these bags of, yeah. of gummies. Well, you know, um, gummies. They, they sadly are uninfused. 
So uh, they're they're just oh well yeah just, they're definitely less exciting yeah, now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I yeah this was to um, uh, you know you know I, I got this you know so I put my email on the back of every bottle I right. produce, which is um, uh, a little bit dangerous, and I get incredibly strange email at all hours of the day. Um, Those are the best. Uh, and and they're kind of fun at times. And and anyway, somebody randomly said to me, it's like, hey, you know, did you know that there's a a, yeah, there's a company in Michigan making pink Cadillac candy. And I'm like, no. I, and so I called them. I said, like, you know, I want to buy a pallet of it. So I, I bought a, a pallet of these, these pink what candy. I, what I love, we get those phone wait, calls. Wait, I know. Yeah. But what I love is that you're celebrating the 23rd anniversary. Well, so this is from last year. This is, this is from last spring, this, that sticker, right? Yeah. So I think it is. Still, you're celebrating those. Right. That's know. an important year. The 23rd, come on. 23rd. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a huge year. That's, that's the, huge year. that's the, the, pink gummy anniversary yeah, right? Right. <laughs> that's what instagram says gotta celebrate every year man we, we, yeah and for those of you listening at home if you want to send charles random emails it's cb yeah. at beeler family b-i-e-l-e-r dot net yeah and send them at like three o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah no, that, that's when they tend, that's, that's when they tend to arrive and charles if you yeah. get something from mountain cabernet yeah. we have no idea mountain cabernet at gmail.com <laughs> send all What's complaints just one you've got you know, I will as a the strangest one I got. I mean, you know, you get the weird ones of like, you know, they they find like a a penny in the bottom of the bottle, and it's like, first of all, a penny doesn't fit in the bottle, so it's right. like, you know, like how like how the fuck did it get it? Like, and they all these photos, or you know, you get the you know the screw cap ones. Like, you forgot to put in a cork, like. No man, it's a screw cap. You know, there so there are all these like, you know, like Darwin Awards ones which you like can't believe. Yeah. But but generally speaking, you know, they're 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 pretty joyous. You know, they're you know, like on Yelp, if you're a restaurant, generally the only comments you get are like, This fucking sucked. You know, this is you know no. but it, it's it's almost other than the missing cork one and that sort of stuff, it, it's generally like, I love this. Like I just wanted to tell you that like you know, I'm I'm celebrating with my partner some occasion and we opened this and we didn't know anything about it and like this was so special for us like and that that's the majority of it so that's why very gratifying su yeah. surprisingly so so that's why i kind of keep it up um so all right last question is there yeah. something that you are working on or want to work on um you it's know in the next year or two that's you know, something that you wanted wine? to do. Yeah. In one. Yeah. Or well, actually, so you know what? It doesn't have to be in one. Yeah. So right, well, Infused yeah. gummies, yeah, sure. whatever yeah. you want to oh. talk about. So so I'm very much in the cannabis business, but that's yeah. a different conversation. Oh. It's a um, podcast. I heard yeah. you're moving towards that. So In it currently. You're in it currently. Mm -hmm. Are you yeah. growing or? So no, uh, we're, we're making a drink. Uh, it's, uh, it's agave, uh, lime, jalapeno. Yeah, Himalayan salt. Yeah, talk to me. THC <laughs> and uh, carbonated yeah. water. It's pretty tasty. Uh, you don't have any samples with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I may. Okay. Um, uh, this day just got I, so much better yeah. and uh, much less productive. And look, look yeah. where you are right now, too. I yeah, mean, totally. No, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I, you know, um, I am seeing that the the trends in wine are a little concerning. You know, I, I, yeah. I have an eighteen year old who's interested it appears in, in, uh, pursuing wine. And I, and that's great. And I, I want that to happen, but I also want her to have plenty of opportunity. Um, and you know, back to what I was saying earlier, I feel so fortunate to have started at the time when it was all blue sky and lots of opportunity and I can make tons of mistakes, which I did and still do. All right. I think that that's a much harder time now in, yeah. in the wine industry. And, um, I, I think cannabis is undeniable as, as, a 
you know, it's, it's, it's growing by 50% a year, legal, you know, recreational cannabis here, in the United here. States. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, the only way I know how to do anything is roll up my sleeves and try it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're learning a ton, uh, you know, on the wine side, something that I'm not doing that I desperately wanting to do is, um, I have a favorite rosé. I have a few favorites. Um, but there's one in particular that is, um, just it really kind of captured my imagination. Um, they are aging uh, their rosé in uh, old sherry barrels under under floor uh-huh. yeast, <laughs> and um, we have been trying to do that and been very unsuccessful. <laughs> um, and I so the, the we've been trying to uh, we have not been able to keep the floor going, and we've not been using we've been. Um, we need to get barrels from sherry, but you know the whiskey industry is all over these sherry barrels. They're under they're yeah. huge demand. Um, they're you know to, to add this whole kind of sort of nutty, savory character on top of the fruit and everything else is just like I just I freaking love it. So yeah. Close Cibon, C I B O N N E is is a Cote de Provence producer. It's very unusual wine. You have to kind of reset your thinking when you when you go to it because it's like it doesn't open or finish like what you're used right. to. Um, but I, I just really, I think it's amazing. And I don't, I don't know how they keep their floor going, you know, in the, they're a little bit closer to the sea. So that, that may bring the humidity, right. you know, up in X. Um, it's been hard. So that, that's, yeah. that's something we're, we're messing around in the Rhone with uh, an old Claret vineyard. Claret is a white grape. You know, we talk about Brits. will talk about Bordeaux as a Claret, C-L-A-R-E-T. Um, Claret, TTE is a is a white grape that has been sort of overlooked really in the Rhone. But what's what's happening is um, it is uh, it is uh, a late ripener. Um, so in these warmer, drier years, that's a great thing, and nice. it is really drought resistant, um, and that is a really great thing. It seems to be, and I think the two great white wines of the south of France are Chateau Simon yep. uh, en Blanc. Uh, which is it's largely old vine claret and um, uh, Saint Prefer uh, Chateauneuf yes. producer. Thank you, uh, Isabel. Yes, Isabel. yes, yeah. <laughs> so she makes, I think, certainly the best white wine in the. In oh, the- you yeah. know Isabel. How do I know her? I know, yeah. Um, so I don't know her that well. Um, she has. No. We have a Not common Isabel wholesaler. Oh, Isabel, okay. Isabel, Isabel Ferrando. Okay. Yeah. So so she's she's incredible. She's she's a Nicole type. You know, yeah. just like really dynamic go-getter she um making stunning wines um but specifically she, the claret only in magnum yeah exactly um, yeah so the, the vievin which that's the it's the best wine of the south life other than wine. i yeah. think it is uh, my wife um uh is a reviewer for the spectator for the Rhone valley so she spent some time with her so she knows her much better yeah. than i do nice but, job yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Fringe benefits. Of course. Totally, yeah. Absolutely, Matt. So. Yeah. All right, have fun. Well, Good luck today. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, well, well, thanks it? for coming by. We're, we're going to go meet with uh, the Molly Stones uh, group fire, yeah. which is, uh, well, you know the Molly Stones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, sort of North Bay grocer. Yep. Um, they've been very supportive over the years. and Marin uh, County people like Rosé? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we're coming. It doesn't look like it out there. But it's rosé no, season. I think it's stopped raining. Yeah. Oh, did it stop raining? Okay, we can drink rosé again. <laughs> okay. We're not it's no longer the Puget Sound there, weather forecast. Here. There is no off season for rosé. We've we've tasted the uh, storm away. Yes, exactly. Hey, you drink rosé and the clouds clear and the drink sun comes rose. out. That's no matter, what I say. Clouds yeah, go that, away. That's, it. That, that's the secret.
Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for being in such I a great it. guest. Wines are great. Thank you. So uh, much. Shout yeah. outs, guys. And we're daily wine drinkers, so we appreciate the uh, value oriented perspective. Here, yeah. here. No, that, yeah. that's important. But we don't appreciate it on a wine cellar, right. California type yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bart, I see you are yeah. doing very well on your fundraising for uh, the. Uh, Chef cycle. Um, yeah, by the time this is aired, the ride will be over. Right, you'll be sore and, and chafed, and I'll still be probably trying to raise money for. Actually, because the biggest the, question is going to be: Did James Joyner or Dusky Estes come in last? Right. It's come on a, now, James. You're a biker. Thank you, John. There's for your right. bike ride, thank, buddy. Thank you, John. No problem I whatsoever. Do appreciate it. Yeah. I don't um, do online giving, so yeah. I, I I want to do it in person. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Sam, anything from you? Um, there you go. Keys. To, I'm just throwing. Wait a wait a minute. Hey, I'm throwing some cash, cash my way. Uh, the keys to the cellar. Brian's project oh. is out. If you're wait, what's this? If you're a club member. Uh, Phil sent me member. You are now have the ability to buy all this old sixteen six hundred. I'm tired of doing inventory. Brian's trying to Brian's <laughs> trying to make his job easier. So buy some old wine, so Brian doesn't have to count it anymore. Um, the September our Grenache weekend extravaganza, culminating with uh, uh, Catherine Russell and Tony Saunders playing at the barn on September 17th. Really? It's going to so be the best concert in Sonoma. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grammy yeah. award winner to a barn in the middle of Vineyard. Emmy, Tony, him. Grammy award winners playing it. Right. EGOT. We need, a, we need an Oscar. We came in, Robert came in, no Oscars. So we're going to have to find an Oscar winner so we can have a full EGOT party. I can't even right. get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so you, those things. We've also gotten a lot of response from Instagram since I posted you this morning. And, uh, um, Black wine guy, MJ, uh, uh, says best wines out there, man. He's, oh, awesome. he's trying to poach another one of our guests. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you, MJ. And we'll have a show. I don't know if this show will come out before or after it. We might switch the order. But uh, the Moon Mountain District Reach for the Moon Grand Tasting and Seminar with Antonio Galloni, June 3rd at Monteroso. Tickets available. Uh, all-star cast of winemakers for the panel. And basically every wine as long as they're members of the association, every wine from the Moon Mountain District available to taste at that grand tasting at Monteroso, June 3rd. Uh, come come meet uh, that's the new king. That's something you would enjoy. Brene's wow. baby, King that, Royal. That sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, she had the baby. She had the baby. That's right. Yep. King. She had the baby King and she's Royal. back back out in the Love vineyard. The Love the name. Back out in the vineyard, carrying the baby, working hard. So That's perfect. As, as only carrying the baby around. Oh, That's you know, perfect. baby in a carrier in the vineyard. <laughs> Taking Instagram pictures, doing her doing her thing. So, hey, that's uh, and she'll uh, the perfect. the grand tasting includes perfect. a guided tour of Monterosso with Brene and I assume King because I don't you know they, they can't be too far apart. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah. not at all. June third, <laughs> June third. Go to Moon Mountain District. Uh, just Google Moon Mountain District on perfect. and yeah. you can get tickets Absolutely. for that. Cool. All right. Again, thank you, Charles. Oh, yeah. Much appreciated. Let's do it again. All right, guys. Yeah, more, more to say. Bring more uh, rosé. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.